Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. But are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in a wackadoodle mood. I know, I love when you're in a wackadoodle uh, mood. Yeah, I get real riled up. <laughs> uh, last night, I actually uh, I went to a concert. AP. Uh, Anderson, Anderson Pack. Yeah. I How was it? It was one of the best shows. Really. Did you dance? Was, yeah, definitely. But on the way to the show, uh, we took a lift. And then on the way back, we took a lift, right? And there was a big group of us. And I don't know why, but I was in such a mood on the way back. I was like, A good mood? Yeah. I was like riddling off jokes to the driver, asking lots of questions. I was full podcast mode. Don't you feel like that is Anderson Pack, too? That's kind of his vibe yeah. of like fun and dancing. So and fun. You packed so, it yeah, in. We, Okay, yeah. And you saw one of our friends there, right? Our friend Rachel. She, she screamed at you. Oh, yeah, she did. But there's a huge sea of people, so it's like, bow. And, and what did like, you do? I look up, and I just look at everyone. I'm like, hello? And then I realized it was her and said, hey, what's up? How fun. Anderson Pack has some good dance yeah, moves. Yeah, Thundercat opened for him. I love Thundercat. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Yeah, you should look it up. I will. Should we do a s'more? Just kidding. Uh, I'm ready if no, you want to. No, I'm not doing it. Bo, welcome back. You were in Japan again. I was in Japan. Tell us about everything. What I'm happened? In Japan. Why just, are you there? Just so our listeners know, I'm in Japan about once every two months. So yes. We can't keep doing this thing where when I get back, it's like, how was Japan? It's like, it's like going to your grandma's house. Like after so many times, you're like, Mrah. now people ask me why you're there. Is this correct? One of the people that Bo managed at SeaWorld started his own business, and now Bo's a consultant. Consultant. No, that's not correct. No. Okay, then tell me what I should tell me by elevator pitch. It's another artist who I did meet through uh, an organization, and he and I started working together. I did a bunch of seminars and traveled there many times with other artists almost to introduce them to do another seminar. So it's like... I get it. And so then after so many years, he just said, hey, uh, I think I need you on staff. I think I need to, to work with you in a different light. You know? Ooh. And so I became a consultant. A.K.A. Uh, consult me. Yeah, and then a creative director, and so now I'm helping him with that. So what I'm doing is like helping them change interior, exterior, leadership, stuff like that. 
So just all, all around just a consultant. And characters are very big in Japan and they take it more seriously than here in the United States. Yeah, and they have so rows much. of businesses yep. and they have vending machines where you can buy something and you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> See, I listen. Uh, yeah, you, you seem like you really listened. I really do. You, I really you did. You did. <laughs> I do listen. Yeah. Did anything crazy happen while you were there? I mean, uh, the main thing that happens every time is I have such, there's so many great people and uh, the food is delicious and everyone's so kind. People got me gifts. Like they, they get me gifts Aww. like, oh, we thought of you and we know you like this thing. We heard you say for half a second one time. So here's a whole book of them. They're or, thoughtful there. Uh, here's that shirt you told us about four years ago. It's like, what? Wow. Um, and so they're just really great about that gift giving and just thoughtfulness is a, is a huge part of their, um, you know, their society. And so. you're not, you're just now used to flying for so long. Oh my God. And the time change and it's all that a kind long, of stuff. It's a 13, you know, anywhere between 11 and 13 hour flight, depending on the weather and things like that. And typically I've been getting really lucky. Okay. Aisle seats, the front seat where you're like oh, lots you of leg room. room. Yep. I'm just really lucky. And on the way back this time, was the first time that I felt like, oh no, because I went to check in and they were like, the only thing available are middle seats. No, that's my nightmare. And, you know, a middle seat on a big plane like that is like, you know, you've got three on each side and then four in the center. And so you're in the center of the those center. Four. Oh no, I'm having an so anxiety you're attack. always stuck. You're right. always stuck. You can't get up. You got to tap on people the whole oh, time. No, 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 no. That is honestly my nightmare. Yeah, you can't stretch <laughs> out. You can't get your bag out of the top. Or, and even if it's at your feet, like, you know, on a long flight like that, you don't want to put your bag by your feet because you really don't have any room. Right. So I hate it. I hate the middle seat. And I got put in the middle fucking seat. And, and what I did was, you do? Just take well, Xanax or something? What did I do? What? Take Xanax? I took lots of Xanax. I overdosed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they brought you back to life. No. And then the other thing that's great is like. <laughs> Wait, on, there's it, also a fly yeah. landing on your head and egging okay. your eyebrows. Okay. Uh, there is. On international flights, you get free alcohol. So free whiskey, free oh. beer. So that does help with a long trip like that. But. Um, I'm getting on board. I'm already kind of not looking forward to the flight home just because of the middle seat. Right. It's just 13 hours cramped in that is a little much. Do you, you know? wear compression socks? No. Oh, I'm thinking about ordering those for like, not even the flight. <laughs> just like in general. <laughs> I'm constantly afraid. So you don't do anything special for those flights. You just like move your legs every now and then. Yeah, that's all I do. Uh, typically, I like to have my iPad where I draw. And yeah. I, yeah. You know, because I can draw for a couple hours and I'll watch some movies and things like that. I always catch up on movies. I always right. see good good stuff when I'm there. And I'll try things that I would never try. But on international flights, a lot of times, especially Japan Airlines, it is the best. Yeah. The best. And they have lots of entertainment. I get to catch up on stuff that just came out of the theater. I don't even know why I'm plugging this. Anyway, because I feel like it's safe. Japan I also never hear Airlines. of like the Boeing 737 just like plummeting to the ground like how we have here in America yeah. all the time. Well, I mean, there's probably still Boeings. Oh, isn't that a Japanese yeah, like yeah. company? Yeah, I, don't <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know either. Um... So anyway, I get to my seat, mm -hmm. right? get to my aisle, and I realize that there's already this little old lady sitting on the aisle, and my seat is just beyond her. But I'm like one of the first people on the flight, and I'm like, how'd this little old lady get on the flight already? Yeah. And then she's already in her seat. She's already buckled in with a blanket over her oh, no. and asleep. Oh, no. And so I'm like, okay, I got to get in here. Crawl so over her. I have to like tap this little old lady. She's frail. Wake and, the fuck up. Yeah, she's a little, like a little Filipino lady. And she's so like, she looks like she's like 92 years Just cold years and old. has passed away like yeah. 20 minutes ago. And I'm just like, oh, man. And then, of course, there's people behind me waiting to get their aisle and seat. And I tap the little lady. I'm like, I'm, uh. I actually say, sumimasen, which is like, excuse wow. me, thinking that she's Japanese. And then she looks up at me. I'm like, oh, I think this woman's actually Filipino. 
And she looks at me and then I'm like, oh, I, I'm sitting right here like that. And I'm trying to be nice. Of course, I'm not I'm not rude. And and then she looks at me. She's like, oh, and she doesn't say anything. She starts taking off her blanket, right? Very slowly. Mm-hmm. And imagine, uh, imagine a small earthquake happening <laughs> and you're trying to drink tea. Okay. Like it's rattling. That's her entire movements. Oh, okay. No. Everything that she's doing is like a small earthquake <laughs> and her trying to pour tea. And so I help her take the blanket off of her. Right. And I set it on the seat that would be my seat. And then I have to help her take the seat belt you off. You do? Yeah. You have yeah, to yeah. like reach. And I'm kind of looking around like, who who does this person belong to? Yeah. Because there's no way this woman is traveling alone. And then where is she going? Right. Why is she here? Right. And so she gets up, but then she immediately moves into the center seat. What? So L- she thought you were like ushering right. her, like move? Right. And I don't know how to explain to her that no, no, no. But also I'm like bonus because now i'm gonna get the fucking aisle and i'm for dementia i'm like you know and so she sits down and then i help her put her seatbelt back on i i i hoist her up you're a horrible human being and i put her pillow behind her head and then i drape the blanket over her and you pull her oxygen plug yeah yeah she starts to drift off into to nothingness and then i sit down i put my bag up on her aisle seat yeah yeah and now i sit down in her aisle seat because i'm like she misunderstood me but i didn't i didn't know how to correct her because it's the it's the barrier of language, right? right? I couldn't say to her like, "Oh no, no, no! I just you just stand out here, little old lady, and I'm gonna squeeze." Instead, the into white this man fucking, has now said, yeah, "Get yeah, to the yeah, center, yeah. yeah." Please move for me, right? And so I can't believe that I sit down, I put my belt on, and I'm like, "Well, entertainment time!" And I start <laughs> like kind of beep bop boops on the uh, the TV and setting up like what movies are available to me, you know? And people are coming in, coming in, and sitting down and setting up and stuff, you know, like on the regular plane, and. Then it gets to that part where everyone's kind of seated, right? And then along comes this woman down the aisle from the bathroom. And she sits down right beside me on the aisle seat on the opposite side. Uh-huh. Right? She goes, oh, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm like, oh, yes. And she goes, you're sitting in my auntie's seat. Oh, and I'm like, no. oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I, like, I tried to like, explain like, that I, and she's like, yeah, okay, but you're sitting in her seat. And I was like, okay. Uh. And I go, well, she was asleep at this point. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. Like, why I'll sit here, and if she needs anything throughout the flight, just tap really? on me. Really? You said that? Yeah. I was like, just tap on me, and I'll, I'm, I got you. Wake me up, no problem. Because I'm like, here's a good trade-off. Because Auntie isn't getting up, okay? She's not getting up. She's there. She's literally just on her last yeah, breath, okay. every breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay? And so I'm like... I'll sit here. I can get up. I have the freedom. And then we can You'll help be her Auntie. guardian. Yes, we'll I'll keep be, her safe in the center. I'll be her guardian at Lightum right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, uh, okay. Because at this point, we're almost already taking off. Oh, the really? Okay. Are on. Yeah. And that woman was must have been like losing her life in the and fucking bathroom. And are you bathroom. next to her or is there another seat in the middle of you two? No, no. Like it's it the goes aisle. you and Granny. Yeah, it's me, Auntie, right beside me uh-huh. on my right. Gra- yeah. On my left is the aisle. And then on the other side okay. of the aisle is this woman. Who niece. is with yep. her Niecy. then daughter? So like she did, she decided not to sit in the sit right right beside Auntie. She put her daughter there, who's like you know fourteen years old, and they're just having a good old time. And meanwhile, we're over here stuck yeah. with Auntie, you know, breathing dust. Like old constantly. people can be disgusting. Yeah, I think she kind of was like she's with us, but mm. I pictured like dentures and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So throughout the flight, throughout the fucking flight. The woman keeps tapping on me almost to get back at me and be like, oh, 
uh, excuse me, excuse me, tap, tap, tap. Auntie needs her shoes on. She, she's looking for her no. slippers. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then she tells me, Auntie needs, she wants a coffee. She wants a coffee. Can you get her a coffee? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, what? I'm like, oh yeah, we can, as soon as the woman comes by, we can ask her for coffee. But I'm not kidding. This woman could not hold her own fork, couldn't drink her own wow. coffee. I was helping this fucking woman. Like, seriously, I'm, this is really bad. <laughs> It was really bad. I was like, I just became a caretaker. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. really did. And you and I, that's it's not like, the... It's like if that woman sat down in her seat and she was like, oh, we better call hospice in. Yeah. And then and I you came are in. keeping her comfortable yeah, 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 for yeah. her final weeks. And so I'm like, so many times I have to cover her up with her no, blanket Bo. and hoist her pillow I want a video of this. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then, of course, everyone around thinks that this is my auntie, my grandma, right. my nana. And so I'm just like, okay. And so I didn't get to sleep at all on the flight. I can see you next to her drawing like a character like her. On the pad or something, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What was so great, and in in a real like ironic moment, she doesn't say a fucking word. Of course, she gets up a couple times to go to the bathroom, and so I have to get up. But every time I got up, I would run to the back of the plane that way, and I would just stand back there, kind of looking, peeking until they were done with the bathroom, because I didn't want to be sitting there when they came back and go, "It's okay, you know what? Why don't we put Auntie on the aisle again?" You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I stayed in the back of the plane until they got Auntie back and put her in her middle seat, and then and then then I would run up and be like, "Oh, I'm back," you know, because I was like, "Listen, I've already covered her up a couple times and got her a coffee." Do they? feed you full meals on these yeah, yeah, sp- like Japanese twice. meals or we talked about this yeah. going there is J- Japan Japanese, Japanese yeah. but then coming, coming back. back is American food yeah usually, yeah. usually. so she Grammy wants like a Ponderosa steak or something uh, it was so funny because like at one point you know going there or auntie, was, I keep calling her Grammy it was a uh, it was a, a rice dish and again earthquake <laughs> tea set <laughs> imagine a woman in an earthquake. <laughs> Just kernels of Trying rice to everywhere. eat rice. And but meanwhile she's hunched over. Ew. And the rice is just her the rice looks like fireworks on the Fourth of oh. July, flipping over on me, <laughs> and I'm just like, no. Meanwhile, I have like white striped pants on, and I'm just like, oh. I'm gonna cut a bitch. I just was like, man, an older Filipino auntie is like not your vibe who is at it? All. Who has no like seriously? She's not moving really, other than like a shake of the needing coffee and yeah, and then she like she coughed at one point and like it was uncontrollable. She had to get a tissue, and the tissue took a long time to get up, and you could tell like there was. Some, some liquid going on. I don't know. You could. Yeah, well, anyway, as we're getting ready to land, okay, there's a seatbelt sign that goes, bing, like, make sure you got your seatbelt on, mm-hmm. right? For the first time, she shows any sign of life and she slowly shakes her hand over to my leg and, like, taps my leg, right? And I'm like, oh, what, what's up? What's up? What do you need? What, like, what, what's going on? <laughs> I take my headphones out because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I take my headphones out and she, she like, taps at her seatbelt. And, and I like, oh, you need help with your seatbelt. And so I, like, I pull her seatbelt a little bit snugger. She she goes back. She taps my leg and she points at me like, do you have your seatbelt <gasps> on? She's telling you. I'm like, are you kidding me? You can't help yourself and you're worried about my seatbelt. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So it was a it was a real fun trip. I didn't sleep at all. And I was like, I just it was too much. Auntie to needs a coffee. Auntie. Oh, God. 
anti's earthquake sh- anti-semitic <laughs> oh god <laughs> jesus I just went I just but went i mean all in all the trip was amazing I, had, I made a lot of new friends and it was great and cool perfect yeah i, I like to time. hear about that yeah i think yeah. you should set up a, a second home in japan that we can go podcast from there too let's go come. really next time i'll be back in september okay i'll yeah, go i'm already ready Okay, I'm preparing for my first European flight as well. Where are you going again? Ireland. Ireland. And then London and then Paris. Jesus. And I'm How long is this trip? Two weeks. And this is all with Jack? Yep. Oh, I know, I'm going to be single when I come home. No, 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 no. It is fucking over. I, <laughs> we could barely get along when we went to say, no, not get along friend-wise, but I mean get along in terms of like find out, what, like like get to places when we went to San Francisco yeah. and like, you know, the BART, like just and there's one only, entrance that, there's in, in English. There's one entrance that says enter here. And I'm like, why are we screaming at each other for like a half hour? It says enter here. There's one entrance. What? And so oh, I'm like, man. if we're getting around in Paris. Oh. But... And Paris is not necessarily very easy. Yeah. But the good thing is that there are so many tourists that like, it's almost like everyone is a tourist. Yes. Exactly. That's what I hated about Paris. Paris itself is beautiful. There's a lot of amazing things about it, but there's just so many fucking tourists. Right. Everywhere. And to walk from, you know, you got to be a walker. You got to be a walker. And I love walking. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I'm definitely going to do like a penis photo with the Eiffel Tower? Probably like just a disrespectful uh, do, American uh, type of that? like phallic with thing. The, I think with the yeah, Eiffel? probably something like. I feel like the Leaning Tower of Pisa is the one that everyone's Ooh. like they crouch <laughs> in front of. I know when I was there, it was like everyone was. They doing try to like it. pinch it with their fingers. Yeah, yeah, or, or like lean that. up yeah. against it. Like oh, I'm very excited and I'm nervous. So we'll we'll see about flights. But when you talk about like long international flights, I I feel like I'll have fun on the vacation. To be honest and vulnerable, mm-hmm. all I'm thinking about is the flight because I'm such a nervous flyer. Mm-hmm. That like I wish I could be excited about the vacation, but again, it's just... you should check. I think they have free alcohol, <laughs> and if you had two whiskeys, you'd be like, "Bow!" Really? Yeah, you'd okay. be done. You'd be done because when you drink in the in the sky, the elevation fucks you up. A... You can have two beers. Like I, I'm, I could, I could drink two cases of beer and not be drunk for some reason. And then I it have just takes two the edge beers. Off? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm just like. <laughs> Okay, good. Maybe that's Fall what asleep, I'll do. Fall asleep, take a nice big nap. Remember, I told the last uh, flight that I had a panic attack on, I listened to our B-roll of us fighting <laughs> the <laughs> podcast, and I'm like, okay, if we go down, this is what we're going to go down. Um, yes. Uh, okay, cool. It I, sounds like you've got something Where do we begin? I don't I know. Much, like, okay, let me start with like today. Today. And how I got in trouble at work today. You did? Yeah. So Okay, so yesterday, <laughs> I went to the San Diego Fair, okay. San Diego County Fair. Again. Yes. Is, it, is that a lot? I mean, to go to a fair twice yeah. is, a, is yep. a lot, Yeah, This right? one was for work because this oh, is, you're no. going to freak out over this. Oh, no. So, like, I learned to milk a goat. I don't even know where to even start with this. So, basically, they had me, I wish you could have kept it, they had me as a, the, quote, celebrity goat milker of, like, so every day there's a demonstration at the fair where they milk a goat in front of a crowd and, like, someone, you know, shows, uh, explains goat milk to people, explains, like, why goat milk is important and just kind of, like, the sustainability of goats and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then they have, like, a, quote, like, local celebrity milker. (laughs) (laughs) So they reached out and said, or we reached out to them and basically said we'd want to do something with the fair with you. They said, wow, that Meryl would be perfect for this. It's a match made in utter heaven oh god oh god <laughs> wackity smackity dude what if, <laughs> what if like, like i have plastic udders that are just like pouring semen on me and so uh so I, also it feels so good to like please people bear with me as i like unwind into like actual real authentic us because i right. you know, like it feels good to like actually talk normally and stuff like that <laughs> so it makes me really happy so anyway um 
so I we went Ted producer Ted and I went to the fair and I thought I would be getting like a private lesson basically of like we're going to be in a secret corner with a goat or something and I would be learning how to do it we'd get it for video little did I know is I walked in and there's a giant crowd of people standing there and all of a sudden this person is like already kind of has her hands on the udders and says here's our celebrity welcome everybody and everyone turns around I think expecting like Meryl Streep or something right. and instead it's me being like hey and then they said oh who are you and I'm like oh Meryl from the Cantori show and no one knew and like uh, everyone oh. listens right and then it's like it's like a whole row of like just blank stares of like babies not knowing who I was and grandmas oh. and just everything and I love that kind of awkwardness and so but God, anyway, that, that's soul crushing to many people I think it's funny I welcome I mean that. you're so great that's what oh, I'm saying thank like, you you're so I bathe because, in that I bathe yeah. in that stuff because I it is soul crushing but I love that I love that feeling like I don't know what it is but there's something like I just love the idea that like and now for your celebrity Meryl Clemo <laughs> and, talking, and then it's like they oh, open the curtain and you go who her exact words you guys we have a celebrity here and like everyone whips around and then it's like you're the person <laughs> <laughs> and I just I love I love 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 like confusion on, on other people's faces if you were there you would have been like rolling oh. 10,000 feet on the floor oh, yeah. so so long story short is like the kind of the the background of this story is because everything was happening so quickly and with so many people around uh-huh. Ted producer Ted was didn't really have a great like angle of what I was supposed to do. It was kind of like, come on, come on. So I go like under this rope and all of a sudden they don't even explain it. They're just like, okay, you're not, don't tug on it, but like pull down the goat udder. And so, so Sounds I start like my first sexual experience. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at it. Don't look at me. Don't, tug come on it. don't touch it. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> don't, don't put your hand in that hole. The other hole. So, so like, now I, let's bring in our celebrity. So I'm like, I'm so sorry, goat. And then I put my hand on the udder and I like went down once nothing. I went down a second time and then all of a sudden, and milk started coming out and I was like thank god but uh our producer was trying to get video but there were so many people around and it was just kind of crazy that yeah. I I was like just get what you can get and so we did that we had a ton of fun today we talked about it on the radio Chris Cantor, like you know who we talked to our host Chris Cantori was like making fun of me because obviously they played back the clip where like they called me they said we have a celebrity here and then it was just crickets <laughs> like they <laughs> thank god we got that part on audio because yeah. they like made it even longer for dramatic effect but then the video that we ended up <laughs> posting I guess the only angle where Ted could get a shot of me milking the goat is like <laughs> like it has an exact it's almost like from the back of the goat on so it's like you see the goat's butt and like the udders yeah and <laughs> and so so we posted the video on facebook and then halfway through the show like our sales manager of the station messaged me and said can you guys come talk to me after the show like can you please come talk to me after the show you're losing i had to go have a meeting basically and get scolded on like um make sure when we film things the anus the anus is not present (laughs) so i sat through like a half hour meeting of like please don't display the anus (laughs) so so anyway so <laughs> I just love the idea of a you're like in a boardroom. There's room. people taking their, their professional yeah, time yeah, of yeah. Like that they went to school somebody's, for. This somebody's is their... an intern. They're taking the notes and they're like, uh, so the order of business today is uh, we really need to focus on less anus. <laughs> and he said the screenshot of like, can we please talk in the screenshot? <laughs> 
It's the goat's butt and like her giant, beautiful, pillowy, milky udders oh. just right there. And so trying to sit through this. Well, why and, like, is it such a deal? It's like it's a natural. It's just a goat butt. It's not like a human ass. Exactly. And that's thank you. We were saying it's not like we're filming at a schoolyard and we're not like showing like the young. I mean, clearly sacks of young yeah, yeah, boys, yeah. you know, we're, and it's also <laughs> clearly like, the <laughs> ass is out in the open. Yes. It's not like it's like you pull back the curtain and someone was changing. Like, Can we see your asshole? So I suggested, which did not go over well. I'm like, what if we over the actual like hole itself? What if we put like the lo- station the logo? 100.7 logo. <laughs> or like my face or, yes, or something like that. Yes. But so, so that was uh, my oh day today. My so it's God. that kind of stuff, which makes me laugh so hard. And I think there's also, like I said, and you would agree. I think you'll agree with this too. I appreciate my job so much and I love my job. And not even however, and there's something about also having time being freelance and and having time kind of like um like kind of enterprising on your own, if you will, like having your own stuff going on for a few years that I now feel like not that I'm indestructible, but that there's yeah. a certain level of before it kind of would have like scared me. And yes, yes, yes. But there's a certain level of like, it's all good. Like, you know, of course, I want to abide yeah. by what's You're like, appropriate, sure, sure, sure. OK. Yeah, yeah well, I'm like less afraid, I think, because, yeah. you know, I've just had experience of kind of that's I, the other thing, too, is of taking a this is like a dream ideal job. But it's still so crazy how I've I've had a good two or three years where I really was just my own person. I didn't yeah. have to answer to like other yeah. situations. It's hard to go or, from one to the other. I mean. I struggle with that when I have a client, when I go and uh, do live art, it's like immediately I become, it's like, I'm not a business owner anymore. I'm not in charge as much as I can be. I am. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, yeah, it's this thing where whatever they say I have to kind of do. Right. And they're sometimes have the weirdest, (laughs) the weirdest things that they want me to do. Like, just like. Uh, we want you to wear this French outfit and please talk in a uh, an accent. And it's you like, have to do what? it. There's a certain no. amount of like selling out sometimes. When yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Like it's, if you're doing a corporate client. And these guys are like, yeah, we don't care what you think. Like these are our clients and you have to do it. That's right. just the way it is. And you're like, no, I'm not wearing that. I'm not saying that. I'm not doing that. And I always feel like, thank God for this. Because I feel like, as I've said, yeah. as we've said a long time ago, this is our place where like yeah. out in the world we have experiences. We show we get in trouble for showing yeah, yeah, a goat's yeah, butthole. Yeah. And and, then we come and you here don't and, like, say what them. you really feel because you know you have to play the game. Yes. And then you get here and you go, this is my uh, It's game. like telling yeah, a friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I love I to tell that. everyone like that. that too. Gosh. So that was today. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you was about a beetle. A we have a butthole and a beetle. A butthole and a beetle. <laughs> yeah. Auntie, a butthole and a beetle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you already know a little bit of this. Okay, how do so, I bring it up? And we won't, well, well, how about this? Yeah, how do I tell Let's this? Let's do it Christopher Nolan style. Okay. Where I give away the ending and then you go back. Are you down? Mm-hmm. Okay, so hold on a second. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is, recently someone. I had, like to send Bo all my hate mail. Yeah, because someone, I know that he'll get. This is like what you jerk off to. It's just like people <laughs> hating me. Oh my god! How'd you know that? Um, so Meryl sends me a Twitter, a tweet, uh-huh. a twat, a twatted. Posted thing. to my own timeline. Yeah, someone had responded to Meryl. Yes. On Twitter, and this is what they said. Or didn't even respond. I didn't. Rep- Can I just say the name? I probably shouldn't. No, yeah, we'll just say a person. Someone wrote at Meryl Klimo, which is your handle. Okay, (laughs) says Meryl, you stupid millennial idiot. True. Now I mean, right there. Yeah. You're not exactly starting on a place where. Right. What about like? Thank you so much for writing. So of course Meryl's on the radio and she's on there telling stories and saying things. Sometimes outlandish, outlandish things just to say them. I'm sure Mm -hmm. for the show, kind of like you're 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 a side piece. You're a side piece to Chris, and he's say. Oh, what's the deal with Fleetwood Mac getting back together? Exactly. And you're like, 
Fleetwood Mac. What about like like, yeah. like a situation exactly where uh, he'll read a story about like thirty three percent of Americans will eat food off of someone else's plate. Like even if that wasn't me, which of course it is me, but right. even if that wasn't me, I have to be like, well, I do that. You well, know, I do it yeah. too. And then it's like it brings up conversation. Then people call yes. in, which or is they perfect write in. because I like yeah. being weird and yeah. I am weird. And, and yeah. surprising to me, people still do write, call, and very All much get interactive with radio. Yes, I'm. I'm like. You know, maybe when I was in high school, I called in to try to win tickets to the, you know, boys to men concert. I know. Or something, but that, that's the one thing that makes me tear up is when I hear people that are like calling in, being like, "You guys get me through this and get me through that." That's right. why I'm always like, like, "Oh, oh my god, god. Yeah, just, yeah. just slit your wrists." I mean, this is <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, yes. But what uh, you know, okay, what, maybe so we'll I'm a say, stupid millennial we'll, idiot. Yeah, but maybe we'll say it like this: because she works for the radio, she gets a lot of opportunity to get free tickets to things. Yes. Right. Yep. And recently. You got free tickets uh, to the Paul McCartney concert. Yes. And so that's a big deal. I mean, people wait their entire lives to see someone like uh, the Rolling Stones or Paul McCartney or, you know, whoever. I yes. don't know. But Paul McCartney's kind of probably I mean, he's a, a top ticket legendary guy, right? Yep. Okay. So I'll... No, wait, wait, wait. So you get tickets to the Paul McCartney concert, right? And then on the next day, you're talking about it on the radio show. But this is what this person says. Meryl, you stupid millennial idiot. I can't believe you would ignorantly and carelessly disrespect the legend, Sir James Paul McCartney. I completely disrespect anything you say as a DJ from here on in. Have some respect for your profession. Yes. What on earth did you fucking do <laughs> okay, to so Paul let's, McCartney? So let's go back like 20 miles. Okay. In. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So our friend Erica de la Cruz got married. Okay. So congratulations to Erica. It was hey. the most beautiful wedding in the entire world. So Jack and I went to her wedding and we were there thinking, okay, this was going to be our night. Uh, you know, just like our plans for the night. Basically, you think you're going to a wedding that you'll be there pretty much the whole night. It was a beautiful wedding outside of, um, so it overlooked Petco Park, which is where Paul McCartney happened to be playing. That what was night. the location? It was called the uh, Ultimate Skybox. Skybox? I just yeah. did an event there. That's where you I did? did that fucking event. Holy shit. Holy shit. What if you shit. were like painting at Erica? You were like speed painting her. Yeah, it's <laughs> a nice like, location. It's like on the 15th floor. It's gorgeous. It down on Petco it Park. Looks like, yeah. So, of course, just because she is like a magical human being, yeah. it just so happened that like the night of her wedding, it happened to overlook the Paul McCartney concert. So, oh. so, so, okay. So we arrived to the wedding, all dressed up, all everything. And, uh, while we were there during the ceremony, one of our radio friends leaned over and whispered to us like, I've got tickets to Paul McCartney. And I knew that Jack, this would be something that would be completely down his, you know, he alley. Would love it. Yeah. yeah. And I He'd just be like, said, holy shit, are you kidding? Yes. And I was very excited for him because I'm like, sure, that's a big deal for sure. him. I know for me and I am just being honest and I know it's not the original opinion or the popular opinion. I don't really like the Beatles. I didn't grow up with them. I've oh. listened to a few of their songs. Of course, I like some of them, but they just don't like click with me. Does that make me kind of an awful music person? Yes, I no, understand. No, I don't. I actually disagree. I don't think it makes you awful because, like, I think Elvis was very influential. Right. But I don't listen to Elvis all the no. time. Do I, like, I don't have any Elvis records. I don't listen to him through Spotify. I know Elvis songs, but it's not one of those per people that I'm like... Uh, everyone stop. Like Elvis you're like going to Graceland. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's okay. I think I think in another hundred years the people that we've been into won't 
have much of a take and the ones who do people aren't going to be listening to them you know right i understand why they're influential i do and to me part of what i had heard too was that mccartney for his fans does nothing but himself for three hours and that's like that kind of seems that when you're you're not you're not into the music that doesn't seem fun to me and so yeah. like three hours of hearing paul mccartney and wing songs wings songs and stuff like that just like yeah. doesn't seem like a fun time so anyway so i had told Jack and the group, basically, I think we were, there was like four of us or six of us and they had enough tickets for everyone and then a few even more. And so uh, I had said that I very respectfully declined. I appreciate it. I understand that that's like a ticket of a lifetime. Right. My parents would kill for it. Anyone right. would kill for it. I right. get it. But to me, it's like it's almost uh, disrespectful if I do go to it because I right, know I'll be texting the whole time. I'll you. be braiding it's my hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is wasted on me. And so so I had said, but I really want Jack to go and. I had just said, let me do my own thing and I'll either stay at this wedding and you yeah. guys do your thing or yeah. I'll just like go home and then come back and come get you and stuff right. like that. So I think that's very, that's very cool of you. Thank you. I that's think so that's crazy because a, really, a lot of people honestly, think, I, think I'm nuts. That's the key to a good relationship is when you go, I'm not into this, but I know that you are and I want you to do it. So I'm not going to guilt you or make you feel bad. I actually want you to go and I'll, I'll okay, see you after. But devil's, not even devil's advocate, his advocate, don't you think it's a little bad like he brought up later which i didn't even think about that it wasn't even on my mind that like maybe i don't like paul mccartney but i could be spending an hour with jack at like a concert like that i don't i mean know. i understand your point more than that okay i just do I yeah get it. if he said i really want you to go i really want you to go it would mean a lot to me well then you can have that conversation but if he's like i know you don't even like paul mccartney it's right. not even a big deal i'm gonna go experience this shit exactly and i think like that's the thing is there's room in my relationship for both of us to be selfish because I'm kind of selfish. Yeah. So I don't mind if he is too. That's great. So it's like that kind of thing. If he, if it's like, go do your thing, I'll go do my thing. I but kind of get excited when I'm dating someone and they're a little bit busy and I get a little bit of time to do whatever I want. Yeah. I end up doing something maybe that I wouldn't have done. I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to put a model together today. Yes. Or some, some weird shit. Or I'll go to the zoo by myself. Exactly. Or whatever it is. Yeah. I went to a movie by myself the other day. And I was like so happy that I could. I was like, I don't have to talk to anybody. Right. I went and saw Toy Story 4 alone. And I mean, I felt, I didn't realize I would, but I felt like kind of a pedophile when I, I got there. I was like, say, yeah. it's me and like 500 kids. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Your pants are unzipped. There, there's definitely, all parents made their children sit in their laps. The ones that were in my really? aisle. Really? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not sitting this You like guy. put your ball gags yeah, yeah. next to them and stuff. Yeah, I probably shouldn't wear a trench coat and a hat, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, oh, so, so, so they go to the show and I thought I was going to go home and like have enough time to take a bath, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But by the time I actually got in my car and was like heading in that direction, Jack had texted me and said, Hey, in about a half hour, I'll be ready to get picked up. So he wasn't even going to finish the whole thing. He did. He did. But it just took me like so long from to the get, wedding. Yeah. And from all the that wedding, stuff. walking yeah, yeah. to the yeah. valet, all that so, kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, so I just thought, okay, let me sit in my car. I had brought a book with me. I happened to have a book in my trunk. And so I started reading a book on like 11th Avenue downtown and the next thing I know, he, I got like, I looked at my phone and it was like five missed calls. Jack, I had fallen asleep in my car and, like, uh, <laughs> and he was ready to go from the concert and I had fallen asleep like just randomly at night in my car oh wearing man. my dress from the wedding. Oh my God. Reading a book. And so, so basically he said, are you sleeping? Like, what are you doing? What are, and I just said, yes, I honestly fell asleep. I'm so sorry. So I picked him up and he, so he couldn't fathom that I would, oh, I actually, I also went to Target at like 1030 oh, at night. Jesus. So, so, and I told him I would rather go to Target and sleep in my car than see Paul McCartney. And I know that that's like a disgrace <laughs> to music everywhere, but it is just honest. And so well, that's all that happened. So yeah, that's all that happened. And this guy called you. So an the idiot? next day I talked about it and I said, 
like I, I, there is no disrespect to Paul McCartney whatsoever. I understand like the magnitude of his Honestly, impact. I think and Paul everything. McCartney would rather know someone like you than someone like that guy. Thank you. I was just gonna say Paul McCartney would never speak to like yeah. a millennial idiot. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah, but I'm not even gonna. This person's so mad because they don't have the opportunities that you do. And yeah, that's all that it is. I think so too. And it, and we always talk about this too that people comment and like see other people how they see inside themselves like you, yeah. you know what i mean like if you are kind of you have the, like the glasses of like seeing beauty and humor and stuff like that then you're going to see that in others and if you see yeah. like disrespect you know whatever it's all everyone's nervous system so but like uh <laughs> but so this person commented it that of course we read it on the air and, and stuff did? like that yeah and i just said i wish that person the best but then the best ever was that someone else commented and that got uh, got our radio station mixed up for 90 for another one 91 x so they commented on 91 x's twitter and said like i really agree with that lassie meryl she was very like uh composed <laughs> and so then like <laughs> another radio station tweeted at us and said come get your boy <laughs> so it took like three radio That's stations and like amazing. yeah and jack talked about it on his and then made oh, it man. it was a whole call topic on what people what's popular that everyone likes that you don't like and people were calling in about how they don't like corn like the oh, vegetable yeah. corn and yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff and yeah. so anyway I you meant the band nobody likes no the one likes the corn right? yeah that's not popular but anyway like that's just uh, i don't know it's just kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> it is weird but that was my i don't thing. think you did anything wrong i think you had the right the right angle it'd be one thing if i was like who's this guy he's nothing in music but what would you yeah. would you have gone to the show i probably would have gone yeah i think because, most people it's think, a chance of a lifetime to i go think see that him. like for the you know for my mom to tell my mom that I went to see him mm -hmm. I mean I think she would have been like oh you I would rather have given a ticket to my mom do you know what I mean right if I had one ticket and I could get anyone in I would say oh I'll get my mom because she'd fucking lose her mind yes because that was her era of like her time yeah to kind of see them come from nothing to this and I know that Paul was her favorite but for me it's like I don't get I whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I know. I feel like there's so many other people I'd rather see. Yes, me too. And I I feel like uh often I feel like that where we're kind of spoon-fed what is popular and like what's good and sometimes yeah. I just have trouble discerning like what I'm just kind of like what has gone down through generations of like what's popular and good and what I actually as like an individual like. Yeah. And the stuff that I like as an individual isn't really considered that like good, you know, in terms of music and other stuff like that, but um, yeah, there was a while where I kept meeting all of my sisters like heroes. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't care, but I would get a photo with them just for her. It was people like Larry, the cable guy and like Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Jeff, Fo Foxworthy or Jeff Foxworthy. Really? <laughs> it was, uh, God, I met the duck dynasty guys. Oh, I, I remember I did a character drawing. Uh, I was doing an event. Did I ever talk to you about this? I was at a hotel up in Laguna. And as I was leaving, these two women stopped me and said like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just did a party here at the hotel. I did characters here. And like, shut up. How much? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's like $150 an hour. And like, <laughs> people stop me all the time to say, oh, what do you got art drawing stuff? You know, I'm like, oh, I'm drawing, blah, blah. And then they say, how much? And I go, 150 bucks an hour, 200 bucks an hour. And they're like, oh, okay, see ya. But these people are like, sold. Done. Really? Yeah, these two women. And I was like, okay. And they're like, come back to our hotel room. No. And I was like, oh, this is suspect right away. And so, but I'm like, I'll come see. I'll come see. They're like, yeah, can we get you for two hours? I'm like, okay, wow. an additional 400 bucks? Yeah, I'll take it, right? 
So I walk back to the room, I walk in, and little did I know, I was uh, it was all the guys from Pawn Stars. Do you know that oh, show? Oh, yeah, I love that and show. And so they, the guy yeah. had gotten married that weekend. That and so is so funny. All the people were there, and then I, so I drew everybody that was in their little like like 20-person party. Meanwhile, there's like... In their room? In yeah, their hotel room? in their hotel room. Meanwhile, the paparazzi's like in bushes taking <laughs> photos of them. And you're inside... And I'm inside drawing pictures of them. I drew them. They were very kind. They gave me like, I think, another $200 tip. They were so rad. They pondered off in their stores. And then I said, hey, can I get a photo? And literally everybody got Aww. into the photo. We took a photo and then I sent it to my sister and my sister like fucking lost her mind because like that's my favorite <laughs> show that is so funny like freaking out over like pawn stars yeah, <laughs> yeah. but i mean i understand like i mean someone who's in ohio like i remember the first time i i met the the comedian martin mull who i guarantee no one's gonna know on this show i've never heard of but him he was in the movie uh mr mom as like the bad boss like the boss who like pulls the woman okay even mr mom nobody's gonna know <laughs> on this show but like uh yeah i saw him you, at a, i saw him at a cleveland indians game and my dad's like hey that's that martin mole guy and i was like he's the most famous person i've ever met you know it's so ridiculous so i get that that uh, thing and now i think i've met so many people just through the industry yeah yeah, yeah. The, the comedy shows that i've done and right. through the you know the the tv show and right. all this that you it's like I think it was like two months ago we were, did that thing with Mark Wahlberg and last year with Michael Phelps. And it's like you're meeting these big people and then you realize like they're just people. I think it hits home when it matters more to you. Yeah. And so Paul McCartney, not my thing. That's OK, me, though. That's me, OK. Let me just text. Hold on one second. What, what, what? Can we do like 415 question mark? Are you making are you making Remember plans? I have my stupid. You're making plans during our fucking. OK. 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 I'm back. Speaking of heroes, one <laughs> thing that I did do while you were gone is I went to go see Alanis by myself. Oh my God! It ended Preggers, up being, Preggers, Preggers, yeah, a very pregnant forty-five-year-old Alanis. Oof. And I wait. Did I send you the response I got back from her team about? No, what happened? No, What'd you do? do it. I well, I tried to wield any sort of response of if I could get like a quick photo with her before or after the show, and I emailed and I said hello. I sound. I tried to sound very I'm professional. And I, seven. Yeah, I'm yeah. The morning show. Hello. I would like to get a picture solely for the purpose of social media and web use. And then I just said, I understand that she's pregnant, and it would be a quick photo. And then I got a response back of like, Miss Morissette is not doing any meet and greets at this time. And I just love it so much because I feel like she teaches me about setting boundaries yeah. and saying no. And I, I'm like, that's you because frame that. Alanis is a deity, and I don't. She doesn't need my or her baby does not need me but my energy like buy it that's probably it's just true. gonna make that's it that's probably true. yeah totally so i went to go yeah, i think if you were pregnant you'd be very protective of your oh very much yeah. so yes yes yeah i think i think she should yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah even if she's not i feel like she's alana she doesn't need to like hear so of anyone too. i love you she knows we love her yeah. so <laughs> i went to it by myself it was a very spiritual experience was it yeah and Loved i just it? had so much fun Mo. that's good i'm glad you had that experience that's good should we talk about something we hate yes you want to do a bug bite? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Yuck. Bug bites. Okay. I'm really over this whole, you know, it started getting hot. It was super hot in Japan. It was mm -hmm. like very warm and sweating every day. And then I came back and it was like kind of cold here, but then it got hot. Right. And then everyone's talking about like when people talk about this thing, it's like, oh, it's so it's like 95 degrees in Arizona right now. But. It's a dry heat. It's oh, like, yes. shut up. 
Shut up. It's still hot. Yes. It's still hot. What? It's somehow better in some way. So so the bug bite specifically is the mention of the dry heat. Yeah, the dry heat. Why it's not bad. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, a burning house. (laughs) You you know, it's like, oh, these people died in a burning house. Like, yeah, but it was a dry heat. heat. It's still bad. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's awful. We haven't had any of the like, because remember last year it was sweltering hot. It was. And we haven't had that yet, which makes me almost scared (laughs) for what's about to come. September's going to be awful. I also don't do very well in the gray. So I'm kind of. The the gloom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel very gloomy. Here in San Diego during the months of like May and June, Mm -hmm. it's usually very gloomy in the first half of the day. Yep. And then it'll like poke through the sun and the the poke through the clouds and the sun will be out. But this month, all the way to the end of almost until today, it's been pre gray. Which makes me think that when the sun comes out, boy, is that dry heat going to blaze? Oh, what is that impression you're doing? That's me. That's you. impression. It sounds like a very specific kind of person. No. What is it? Pawn stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you got? I have bad excuses for breakups. Oh. So oh. you already know this already, but I was sitting next to, I was working at a coffee shop, just minding my own business. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard, and this is completely true, I swear to God, I heard a breakup going on yeah. of a guy, and I couldn't even wait to tell you, I texted you this, <laughs> a guy breaking up with a girl <laughs> because he had been kicked in the womb <laughs> from his mom's abusive husband at the time uh, and said that he has endured trauma as, you know, he was kicked while he was in the womb. He was And the that's baby. why he was breaking up? And he had said to her he never fully got the... You can't even like make this stuff up uh, that he never got the full like help that he needed. And he, to this day, he's still like stunted emotionally and physically and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So basically what I was listening. I, had this, idiot. I heard like half of it with my <laughs> headphone and then I'm like, I need to take my headphones off. And I pretended to like be doing something else on my computer. And I was just and listening. Was just, yeah. And I think there also may have been like a, a not only uh, romantic breakup, but also some type of business breakup because Jesus. I had heard the girl saying, well, we don't need to like end the business as well and he was basically saying no everything needs to end but his reasoning was because he had gotten kicked. his mom was kicked when she was pregnant with him oh. and he always to this day has a lot of trauma for, for it so i know so anyway that just goes to like maybe that is the case possibly but i also think like maybe the fact that he looked like he was in his late 30s like you may be able to heal from that but that led into another bug bite of like um like fake reasons that people break up for each other. Cause the Lord knows that I've been broken up with a million times. And you just think like, you don't need time for yourself. Yes. And yeah, I always just, just yeah. say like, I don't you like, like you someone anymore. else. Yeah. I don't want to really, fuck you anymore. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, like yep. the stuff I like, there's so much, I think so much damage is done by people who give these bullshit reasons. Right. Instead of being like, you know, uh, I'm just not ready. And then you find that person already dating yes. someone else. It's like, wait a minute. So it is just me. I've then, had a uh, few of those situations where they say, said, I want to be on my own. Yeah, and then why they're don't not you just say like, honestly, yeah. I really had a great time with you, but I'm I like finding, someone else. I'm finding I'm not myself to you pulled to another direction and I want to go that direction. I want another life and it isn't with you. Yeah. Period. And uh, the, like people shouldn't do like that. I'm confused. I'm no, you're not confused. You are very sure that do you don't you want to be with honesty the all the time. Right. No, do you? uh, uh, do you want honesty all the time? In a breakup, yes. In a relationship day to day, no, God, no. I can't do that. <laughs> it's funny when people are so like boldly honest, though. I mean, it is. Yeah. I, I like it, but like all it, it does shock me. Some. I just had this thing happen to me this week. Actually, it's funny you said that. Uh, we didn't segue this at all. No. Um, I was drawing at the convention center, and this woman came up 
And she was, you know, she's a good looking woman, mm-hmm. but it was this like pharmaceutical sales rep like convention, mm. right? And so all the people are kind of attractive. Pharmaceutical sales yeah, girls are like, always meant to Because they're the like, people walking into doctor's they're offices. They're like the fembots, like, like we will destroy yeah, you yeah. with they're, our looks. They're the ones walking into the doctor's office saying like, yes. hey, you need to buy this drug. And, and they're used to guys yeah. being like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and, and a dumb, you know, 60 year old or 45 year old male doctors gonna be like hey look at this hot girl i'll yeah. buy anything from her <laughs> <laughs> yep. not that they're dumb because obviously doctors need to be smart but still they're kind all of. chasing that tail yes they are uh or like was, the trip sponsored by vitamin d or something yeah like that. yeah <laughs> um so this woman sits down to get drawn and she's alone and i'm i'm like yeah sure i'll try you and she was this you know short petite like good looking woman mm-hmm. but she was clearly like in her late 30s early 40s Okay, I think she was like in 38 or something like that, if I remember right, from the uh, information I put into my phone. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and she was like, uh, we're just sitting there having a good conversation. She's like, oh, I'm here for this, blah, blah, blah. And and I'm from, I don't remember where she's from, like Denver or something. Of course. And she's like, uh, how long have you been in San Diego? It was just fine a conversation. Kind of no talk. problem. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she just goes, she looks at me and she's like, Starts asking me questions like, so how long you been doing this? But her voice does that thing where it goes, how long you been doing this? Like, it goes up a little bit. Yeah. And like, uh-oh, we got ourselves a flirter. Yep. Right? <laughs> and then she doesn't even get maybe two lines into talking to me. Like, how long you been doing this? And like, where are you from originally? Like that. And then she goes, and I'm not kidding you. I'm not making this up. I swear to you. Out of nowhere, she goes, God, I haven't had sex in so long. And what? I, I was like, Who? out of nowhere? Just out like, of where, no, we didn't. Wait, how did you get into this? Where are you from? Right. How I did need you to get this? Da, 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 da. And then she's like, oh, I'm feeling good today or something like that. What? And then she's like, I'm feeling good today. And like, God, but I haven't had sex in so long. And I was like, what? I'm like, huh? And I'm like drawing and don't know what to say. Yeah. My go to That's like in those such moments. a man knowing that every, almost, not not a lot of them, but most men would be like, let me solve this. Right. You know. Beep, bop, bop, yeah. I will be the reason that you're not <laughs> wanting sex anymore. I have uh, a penis. <laughs> but she says that and I go, oh yeah? Well, I said, well, hey, you're in San Diego. You'll have no no problem getting it here. Mm. You know, kind of thing. She's like, oh, I'm so horny too. And I'm just like, what no. the fuck? No, no, no. I <laughs> was like, but it's one of those things where someone is so honest, yes. so truthful that it almost shocks you. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like, good for her. She wants to fuck. Right. Good for her. And maybe she's just like, pew, 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 like shooting darts at everything. I feel like women, like since I've kind of been off of the market for the past couple of years, women have gotten so... Um, just not aggressive, but just kind of like I dude, aggressive. like in the way that no, especially no, I think on sites, aggra- it's I like think just come over, bang me, like right, yeah. Right. I think women have really taken the lead to say like I'm gonna get what I want, and I think also they have to because now men are so scared of saying anything offensive that they have to spell it out. Th- like th- th- I th- want a woman sex, has to kind of be like, yeah, yeah, no, I want your penis in my vagina yeah. and right now. Let's do this. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'd be too shy to say That's that. That's the change I think in society right now. I feel like even if I was single, I I couldn't. But if you were single, would a woman like that, like you might bang her, but that would that total turn off? Exactly. I was gonna say. Okay. Personally, as soon as a woman's like, "I totally want you," I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good." Right. And I don't know why that is. It's like I I appreciate her honesty, but at the same time, like I also like the authenticity of someone uh, maybe being a little bit more patient with themselves yeah maybe not like exploring their sexuality with every person they meet so like there is this part of me that wants it to be special I, that, that is that just seem... so crazy that she would randomly tell a person at a convention so, that I'm she horny met literally two sex. minutes before no more than two minutes 
No, maybe we had a good rapport and I was like joking and I was in a good mood, but like I wasn't sending off any like dick vibes. Right. I wasn't you weren't offering her. I you was, were drawing a picture was, of your penis th- throbbing. <laughs> I was drawing a character of her. So like I know the end of this, which is like I tear the paper off, I show it to her, and she goes, Huh, okay. Because that's what women do typically. They're just like was her okay. character with like a swollen vulva? No, it just was a swollen vulva. That's the only thing <laughs> with I With two drew. eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's just like pink, a labia pink. with like two desperate eyes. And then I had to write on it. Oh. I'm, yeah, it's too much for me. I can't handle that. And I also feel like women sometimes, I'm sure they they feel that way and good for them if they are getting that done. But I also feel like that's what they lead with a lot when it is something mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, no, no, I want something else, you know, which I is think, why. I think, and this may sound very like uh, old fashioned a little bit, but. For me, um, I like the hunt. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want it to just like get thrown on my plate and say, there you go. It's yeah. like, for me, it's like, I kind of want to hunt the animal a little bit. And oh, not, not that a woman is an animal. I want to be very clear. I just mean like, just to say like, I like that idea of if I was trying, which I wasn't, if I was trying, like it would be harder than that. I don't want to just know. look across the room and go, how about you? I just looked at you and let's do that. And then we end up in a room somewhere. It's, it's like, very carnal. I've had, I've had people uh, you know, sort of like approach me in that way. And, and I've never gone for it. I'm just like, no, I've never approached someone that kind of way. I felt that way before once in a while, but really? I like you just want to get a good deal. Yeah. But I'm, I'd be too shy to probably say that or, mm. or I'd think it through and be like, Oh, but I probably want, I want strings attached I think she did a really safe way too, which is like, oh, I just want to get fucked. Because Not like, you will you said, fuck me? Yeah, yeah. It was it from yeah. you. It was yeah. like a a side. It yeah. was like almost like the way that you would just tell a friend. Like, that look at this something. room full of people. I wonder if somebody here will fuck me. Yeah. And then if I go, probably okay. Then it's not me. Right. But if I say, you know, because I then she started asking like, uh, are there any good places in town to go? And I just go, uh, any place is good here. But if I had said. Let well, me take you here. How about Ed's place over on the corner of 5th and 7th? Uh, Will you join me here? I'll blah, be blah, there. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm going to eat your pussy. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd go all the way right there. I'm going to eat that pussy. Ew, boo, I can't picture you anywhere Okay, here. don't picture me eating pussy, first off. What if I picture <laughs> our camper of the week? <laughs> oh, wow. This actually, you'll really like this one. Okay, okay. Okay, this is a, I like this one a lot. Okay, this one comes from Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hi, guys. I love you. Hi. We love you, too. Hi, Rachel. I wanted to know, Bo and Meryl, she said your name first. Oh, so maybe I, you should go first. Yep. I appreciate that. What is your personal rock bottom moment of life? Mine would just happened. I masturbated while my cat sat on my chest purring and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I read this and I wrote to the back to Rachel and I said, like, can we, we this needs to be like done immediately, please. So, yeah. Oh, my God. So what is your rock bottom mm. moment? She just had hers. She was masturbating. Her cat was sitting on her chest while she that was, was also her crying. Whole life rock bottom or sexual rock bottom like life that's when she you know ah. she's i mean which is also insane i i don't i think that's i would never be able to like masturbate cry and have an animal on top of me <laughs> <laughs> i love my friends just your uncle right? yes yes um, my uncle. let me think about that rock bottom moment in my life jesus I remember, I just remember all the times that I felt like rock bottom in my life. It was always hopeless because of financial issues. Same here. And then also something else. So it's like that whole year that I was married uh, was very rock bottom for me. I would say that was my most, like, okay, this is what happened in that one year, okay? At the beginning of us getting married, 
we got into a car accident. My car was totaled and insurance because there were three cars involved. wouldn't pay anything for a while. We didn't get money for like seven months with all the legal and lawyer stuff. The roommate I had, or we had at the time walked in in the middle of the night and like was going through my trash while she and I were sleeping. Yeah. And then I was like, what the hell? What were you doing? Get the fuck out of here. So and it's like, like, you can't trust car like, life. You can't trust. Yeah. And then he life. goes like, Oh, I think, uh, I think those prostitutes drugged me. And I was like, okay, okay I got to, I got, you got to move out. And he goes, I'm not moving out. You're moving out. And it was, it became this whole threatening thing. And so we moved out in a matter of like a day. Wow. And then, uh, then uh, we couldn't find an apartment and it was like we didn't have the money and it was like all these things. Then she got a shrimp allergy and, <laughs> and then she couldn't fucking <laughs> go any restaurant other than Chipotle for an entire year. Oh my gosh. And then she was having panic attacks and then again, more money problems. Like by the end of that year, by the end of that fucking year, I was like, I would rather, <laughs> I would rather be dead than continue this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my 100% rock bottom. I mean, I was masturbating with a cat on my chest all the time. <laughs> Which but, is like 800 jumbo shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making your nipples enlarged. That's what I should have done. Yeah. I should have made a just necklace covered out, yourself of, in a out cocktail of raw shrimp, shrimp <laughs> and just walked around like, what? What? You don't want to be with me? <laughs> the jumbo, the mini, the mini. <laughs> because babies. I remember the minute I put that person on a plane and said, bye-bye. See you later. I felt... Like I was in the middle of a parade. Because you were as, probably in control as, of as your own self too. the guest of honor. Yeah. And they were throwing candy and it was all my favorite candy. <laughs> and I was like, yes! Attaching people to life is hard. Like when yeah. you're when you're already doing life in your own yeah. lane and attaching people yeah. to that is hard enough as as. I mean, I look now and I'm like, that, that person's a, a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And we just were at the wrong time in our lives, right? We were at the wrong time in our lives and that's okay that happens you know what about you <laughs> <laughs> i'm so stressed out from your, your rock bottom. um mine would probably be and, and of course there's like people have real rock bottom moments yeah. of like alcoholism and gambling but sure, like sure, mine sure, luckily sure. has not been that but it's just paul mccartney's <laughs> concert <laughs> one thing i can think of where like every i just kind of melted down was a few months ago actually when um, I had I was working half the week in Los Angeles and half the week in San Diego and I like I still miss that time so much and I just wanted it to happen because it was also like on my own accord of telling people I think I can make this work yeah I think I can do it like sustainably so everyone just like bear with me and I I felt like I was tr- trying to make it work my best right. I had such a fun time doing it and I really really loved it however it was like I think it was a week on like a Monday where I had a talk with my parents and, and Jack and just said everyone was like kind of we don't like the schedule that you have. Right. I think Everything Jack was telling was like me like it's much. really hard on our home life. My parents were like we don't think this is a good idea. It's a lot of wear and tear on you. Kind of your back but, against the wall. A little yeah. Bit. And it was just the kind of like renegade part of me that was like no, this is what I want to do and I want so to do it. So fuck y'all. Yes. And so uh, speaking of renegade what had happened was I was working in downtown Los Angeles And it was right at the kind of week where I was at odds with almost like everyone in my life being like, well, screw you. I'm going to do this and I'm going to show you guys that it can be done. Right. And so the universe heard me and said, ha ha, freak. (laughs) So so basically while I was working one day, I worked for the city of Los Angeles in like a a sector of it. Um, I had parked in like a weird like government lot or something like that, which I didn't really know. And my car had gotten towed. And this is in downtown Los Angeles. And so I walked to it at the end of the day and I like couldn't find where my car went at all. And so it had gotten towed to a tow lot in like Chinatown, which is like you basically have to pay in cash and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was like a $300 affair. And while I got so flustered that while I was like 
getting my ta- my car out of the tow lot that I had uh, lost my badge as like a city <laughs> city employee. So I couldn't get like back into the office. So I basically had to like, Jesus. I felt like I was having a meltdown where I contacted my boss and I was like, I lost my badge. My car has been, <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> like I just need help. And so like, I went from just like, leaving the work office oh like having a lot god. of money and being a happy girl to oh like god. <laughs> like within an hour <laughs> and so anyway so so i've i was kind of like persevering like whatever i paid the 300 dollars, i got my car back i um someone ended up mailing my badge back to me like they found it and they like found yeah. the address of where it went and i think like a day later i was driving back home from los angeles to san diego and i was behind a truck and the truck had kicked up a rock and hit my windshield and then within <sighs> minutes it had splintered like all over my glass it's all it was an, and so and it Jeez. was the kind of thing i couldn't drive around anymore we had a wedding coming up in julian so i like had to get it fixed Jesus. and i ended up having to go get it and it was like another 300 dollars and so i just kind of it was like everything working against me and my odds sure. i felt like i was running a race and it was just like thing nope. after thing was like nope 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 and so so i had to not i had to listen to everyone else and not do it and i still miss it and i cry all the time Aww. but uh but yeah i would say it wasn't like i mean it clearly that rock that's rock. not like someone's rock bottom but it was more like a nothing's working right kind of week i mean you know everyone goes to their own yeah. thing you know, 1-800-GAMBLING. Some, somebody stubbing their toe is the worst thing that's ever Could happened. Could you imagine? Oh, oh, my God. My rock bottom was when like, they wouldn't let me into the tennis club one day because <laughs> I only had a gold platinum visa, not a platinum platinum visa. <laughs> um, I wanted to give a real... I, I, know we're, I know we're running out of time. I know. Stuff, but I wanted to say one quick thing. Yes. I got... You know, sometimes you don't realize how much your job can affect other people. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes, many times that can be a negative thing. Like, oh, I didn't realize that when I did this, it affected them negatively. But it's nice to hear sometimes when something affects you positively. And I recently got a a letter from a guy that I know. I don't know him real well, but we've met a bunch of times. And uh, he wrote me and said, uh, the last time I saw him was like three or so months ago. And I said, hey, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. He goes, oh, what is it? And I told him. And he's been listening. I didn't know that. And then out of nowhere, he just said, hey. I just wanted to write you and thank you so much. It's really great. And and just did this long letter Aww. about how like he was really into it and it helps him and he feels like he knows us and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, I really appreciate that. I appreciate someone going out um, and saying something like that when they don't need to. Yes. Right. And he did ask me a couple of questions on like, how do you balance it? And like, what's it like putting your life out there on the line and, and sort of like, yeah. and, and even ask me honest questions. Like, are you playing a character and things like that? And I was like, no, 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 it's not a character. It's like, it's us. And we're just, we get riled up in, each, in front of each <laughs> other and, and we are this, whatever this is. Yeah. 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 This and, is like uh, the place where I am most myself, I think. Yeah. And, and it was just really nice for him to uh, take that opportunity or chance to like say something when you don't have to. Right. You, you know could I mean? not do it or you could like, that's so cool. That's very, yeah, very cool. I was cool. super impressed. So big shout out to my friend, Greg. So. Hi, Greg. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like, I feel like, you know, to have a serious corny moment, but like, I think too, if anyone, you know, we talk about all the time, I get hate tweets on Twitter, but it gets like <laughs> girls really wanting to bing them. And so, oh, that's but not- I mean, like we're, we're here as well. I think if people 
like I don't know just the kind of the basis of this and the whole intention of this was to be like you and I showcase everything and like honestly showcase everything to show people that it's okay to have moments where you are mm-hmm. a shit show you know at the end of this day it is yeah. about being a shit show and where well you- I'm the campfire part you're the shit show <laughs> <laughs> you're the logs on the fire <laughs> and so yeah it's just kind of like don't forget that you guys do have friends in us too so always message us oh like, if dear you do. god anyway let's well, get I like out. to don't reach out to people as human beings I'm sorry Bo's a Virgo and he's cut off cold and emotional I'm here and warm and I will embrace you and if you are having a tough time reach out to me I'm so sorry that in childhood he was dropped multiple times from like a bridge hey I gotta go honestly I'm, yeah. I'm running a little late yeah. I've gotta go milk a goat okay so, uh, always love you we'll see you out there uh, yeah I don't know what thanks else guys bye guys love you yeah, bye oh, bye <laughs> this episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo it was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. Sleep tight.